Dario Franchitti, who doesn't use hair product, as we've learned, if you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Indigestion. <laughs> Pretty accurate. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm your host, Ryan Eversley, and I'm sitting alongside my friend, co-host, partner, co-host, uh, Sean Heckman. Yay! Yay! We're clapping for ourselves. I, can't, I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. Season three, we said we wouldn't do it. Here we are. But there's a reason. It's because you assholes have downloaded this show so many times that we had to come back and give you a third season. Unbelievable. We are so thankful and grateful for all the support, the downloads, the followers. It's been incredible. I got so many people coming up to me this year at the racetrack, even at races that had nothing to do with Continental Tire. People still came and talked to us about the podcast. Thank you so much. Sean Heckman even got to take some photos of people. I would like to thank the four different people that approached <laughs> me over the year and thanked me for their free podcast. I appreciate you four people. Yeah, that was that was pretty neat to hear. So this is the season of holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. We had such an incredible guest list. Uh, first off, Dario Franchitti. How? Yep. Why? Why would you? Us. Tony Not, Stewart. Tony Stewart. Mario Andretti. Scott Tucker. Scott. Wait, we got Scott Tucker. We got Scott Tucker. Jesus, I thought I dreamed that. Yeah, we also dreamt about Jeremy Mayfield. Oh, God, we got Jeremy Mayfield? Jeremy Mayfield. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't get yeah. Jeremy Mayfield. We got Jeremy Mayfield. Oh, we my. got Scott Dixon. We got, wait, wait. Yeah, Scott Dixon. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Joseph I, Newgarden. Jo Joe New? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. 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 We got Ryan Lewis? Yeah, him too. Here's just, just for the season, not necessarily this next episode. Here's some of the things you're going to hear about over the next 29 episodes. You're gonna hear about biting a monkey. Orgies. Mistaking crystal meth for cocaine. Other stories about cocaine. How much money you would make driving for Penske in the 90s. Dale Earnhardt giving a guy a hickey. Duct taping Richard Petty's shoulder back in place. And not one, but two motorsport legends reciting rap lyrics. Yeah, it's been that year. Yeah, that year. So let's get into the podcast itself. We are on day 34. We just wrapped up in Charlotte, North Carolina. We are headed to Atlanta right now to finish this thing off. We've driven 13,000 miles across 25 states. 29 of these free meals are coming your way. We can only hope you enjoy these twice as much as we did making them. So a couple people we got to thank. Our friends at Foxy Wraps who got us wrapped up on the Acura MDX. It looks awesome. Clearly, you can't do this without a car that can last a cross-country trip three times. So, Acura, thank you so much for supporting this. We're huge fans, obviously. I love my job. And one of the biggest perks of our increased budget was we actually have a driver. Yeah. But this time, we didn't have to drive the whole way. Uh, we actually had a guy drive us all the way, none other than uh, Mr. Dario Franchitti. Pretty cool of Dario to be able to give us 34 days of his time. Do you guys have to do this now? Come on, I'm, I'm trying to drive. Yes, Dario, we, we know. We just said that. All of this isn't possible without our number one sponsor, Cat Nettle Tire. I'm sorry, who? 
Continental Tire. Uh, that wasn't clear. Continental Tire. Cross Contact LX Sport. So this episode, we got to meet up with Dario Franchitti. Now, it wasn't a part of the road trip, but we were able to squeeze in at the end of another race that Sean and I were doing. And so we met up with him uh, just outside of Sonoma. And uh, for those of you who don't know Dario's story, again, I doubt it. But Dario is an open wheel legend. He was one of the biggest names during the Champ Car era. Uh, won everything there was to win in Champ Car. Moved over to IndyCar racing. Uh, would go on to become a three-time Indianapolis 500 champion and a four-time IndyCar Series champion. Uh, that's in addition to runs in DTM, runs in NASCAR, and basically everything in between. And this dude told us no shortage of stories. We learned about what products he uses in his hair. Uh, getting robbed at Taco Bell. His NASCAR career. Uh, knowing when it was time to call it quits. And we take advantage of his accent. We actually met up on National Cheeseburger Day at the Fairmont Sonoma Mission Inn. They have this great restaurant called Sante. I had the Dungeness Crab Quesadilla. Fantastic. And uh, believe it or not. Don't say it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had exactly, yeah no, I did. I actually did. I had... The chicken sandwich. Okay. Uh, huge thanks to Mr. Mike Hole for helping make this happen. And of course, uh, Acura for the car, but more importantly, Gatnettle Tire for making this whole thing possible. It's Dario. It's seriously, we got Dario. Holy me. Alright, we're gonna start in five, four, three, two. It's the guys with the headsets. <laughs> How are you? Good to see you. Hey. Hey, he's got a left ticket shirt on. He's, oh, Yeah. Oh. I love a free t-shirt. Yeah. I understand. You hear that, Pat? Yeah. We get some sort of royalties for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he should. Uh, for all the beer that he used to steal out of my house when he was a young struggling racing driver, I get a free t-shirt. Well, he doesn't drink much now. I did back then. I was with him last night, and he was definitely really? well, he taking it easy. Was he? Yeah, he's got so. kids, I guess. Yeah. yeah. A lot that makes you drink more. Well, I mean, so Pat is like four foot ten. <laughs> uh, how much, I mean, how much would you say he could actually handle? Back in the day? By the way, I don't know that everybody understands this Pat Long we're talking about. You're wearing a, you're wearing a Lufka Colt shirt. Which, which Lufka Colt is that? It's that the, the, the latest. Ah, so that thing. would be four? Is that four? So, yeah. Um, yeah, back in the day, he used to drink more than he probably should have, I would say. Him and James Courtney and Marino used to go up to Scotland and nice. um, stay at my house. I was nice. obviously living over here, right? And they would go in, and I'd have to hide the keys of the garage. So you were like the dad in the group, uh, yeah. And something <laughs> like that. I'd come back, and the house would be a mess, and the fridge would be empty. I'd be like, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so it was, it was Pat, it was Marino, and James Courtney. Who was the worst? Um, you can say Pat. No, they were all pretty bad. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> <laughs> they were much of a muchness. It was when they started to sort of. Uh, wreck my uh, company cars ah that uh, okay. yeah had to be kind of the that's, that's when that's that when was Big the Brother had to step in yeah alright yeah. fair enough <laughs> fair enough when was this god this was a long time ago 99 2000 oh, okay. this one he was just getting going yeah so. actually 98 99 oh wow when they were when they were really as as they say in Scotland we yeah we, we lads they were we lads exactly <laughs> exactly right <laughs> So you owe me you owe me a dollar. I do owe you a dollar. We had a we had a contest going. If you were going to go like slick back hair or like the natural look, <laughs> yeah. give it up. I got a, I was yep. figuring gelled hair and like button down. Oh no, I, I said I said casual. Definitely didn't shower for us. Yeah, I was wearing yeah. shorts up until a while ago. Uh, I was out 
doing a bit of wine tasting with Dixon earlier today. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. In theory, now we don't know this, but yeah. in theory we're going to meet with him in about a week and a half. He said uh, that. Oh, he said this? Yeah, I see. Awesome. So he's yes. doing it then. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. So you should come tonight. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Get it knocked yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly inebriated yeah. Scott Dixon. It would have been awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll wait till you're uh, till we get some liquor in you. But uh, but we want some good Scott Dixon stories. So you can tell us anonymously, and I promise it will absolutely make the cut here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but anything anything you can do to help us out, we we may have called some friends of yours. Oh shit. Um, yeah. Who may or may not be ex-Spanish champ car drivers and uh, looking no. for some dirt. Catalonian. Uh, Just got married Mexican this week. Yes, like two days ago. Yeah, how about that? Um, And uh, here's the thing, though. He, honest to God, now maybe he was bullshit, but he, honest to God, had no dirt. I mean, he was effectively effectively (laughs) saying that you were really, really dull. Uh, awesome. I mean, that is that is in fact his words, not ours. Um, Perfect. But uh, <laughs> he was like, he was going back to like, I guess you guys were in a helicopter all through Australia at one yeah, point. Yeah, we did. But he, yeah. there, like, there was nothing he could go with, with on that. Said so you're very, very that good. You're very behaved. Behaved, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm not believing this face at all. Yes. <laughs> well, that was fun chatting, guys. Yeah, yeah thanks well, for coming. Later. Yeah. <laughs> no worries. And, uh, here's a sandwich. <laughs> so, do you have any idea who we are or what this is? Yes. Really? really? Okay. Uh, this yeah. is, okay. Oh how so? <laughs> what was the Johnny O'Connell yes! thing? Yes. <laughs> oh. Okay. High five. You made me just so happy right there. Ah. Uh, do you know what the Johnny O'Connell thing is? Yeah, it was something about him trying to run me down in the paddock or something. Yeah. But yeah. you have no idea what that is. Um, right? I remember. You, it. Oh, you do. Okay. okay so yeah, it's real. Yeah. I was kind of not paying attention. Yeah. That's what he said. You know, being that person that annoys you when you're trying to drive through the paddock, I was that person. Right, and right. I turned around and there's Johnny looking at me. I thought, oh, sorry. Yeah. And that was it. Okay. And then Fair has enough. anybody come up to you and mentioned that to you? Yes. Because we were getting tagged in a couple of tweets and he's probably, we we're thinking Dario's looking at his phone like, what? I thought, what, 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 what is this? I did it first. Yes. I thought, hang on a minute here. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to do some research, find out what's going on. Ah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, we, okay. were, we actually wondered if you would not know that, we would explain it and you'd be like, oh, I'm out of here. And that's when you're gone. Yeah, yeah no, no, like, no, no, okay, no. I was well it. aware of what I was letting myself in for. <laughs> <laughs> and I still Excellent. showed up. Excellent. So why why are you still here? Just a couple of days or um, yeah, with the podcast going for <laughs> yeah, exactly. dinner with racers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought free dinner. I'm here. You right guys are buying, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They said they were out of the forty dollars steak. Um, <laughs> when that happened. <laughs> yeah. So um, Marco's getting married. Marco Andretti's getting married next weekend, nice. and um, I figured rather than fly all the way home um, back to New York. I would yeah. stay here for a couple of days, m- meet my wife in New York on Wednesday. And you're full-time Scotland? Full-time London. London? Ah. Not, fu- not full-time. I'm in a bit of time in Scotland. But, um, yeah. My wife works in London. Okay. And um, So what does she do? She works at a hedge fund. Oh, ah. There you go. Okay. Well, that's uh, you've you done well. Yeah. <laughs> she, I was going to say she's a smart girl, but clearly not. Yeah. Questionable taste Which, of men. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're there most of the time. So what do you like? Because I mean, you're still with Ganassi, but I, I don't say this to sound uh, mean, but I like. What do you do? I really have no clue what what your job is when uh, when you come out here. Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> um, Mike Hall was saying the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was Chip this morning. He's like, hey, <laughs> hey, guy, what do you do? Um, no, I I do whatever's necessary. Sure. To improve the performance of the team. Mm-hmm. Sure. Looking at it from a, a, a racer's angle, right? With experience, um, you know, helping the drivers to to, to w- with their weak points, sure. 
build on that you know on their strengths bring the weak points up you know making sure the communications there with the engineers between the driver and engineer between the drivers and the drivers between right. the engineers you know and just to watch what's going on sure and uh yeah and wha literally whatever it can take that can be talking to new drivers yeah. you know for future seasons you sure. know sitting with mike and chip and, mm -hmm. and and scott harner and barry and just sort of going through you know what direction of the team or right. what what whatever chip wants yeah. sure basically yeah, yeah. um so it's do you get stuck in a lot of like the sponsor things that, that somebody like Scott or Tony wouldn't have time for? So it's like, I don't want to go to that dinner, but now, okay, send Dario. Send Dario. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well, you got to that deal. At race weekend, it can be simply as much as looking at data, yeah. um, looking at the in-car cameras, looking yeah. at right. doing track walks, all, all that, that stuff. sort of stuff. Yeah, right. and, uh, yeah. you know, with guys like Dixon, you don't sort of tell them too much. It's not like, sure. hey, you need to be using fourth gear at that yeah, corner. Yeah, I don't you know, know, man. At yeah. the time we were recording, you know, Max Chilton's part of the team, uh, Charlie is part of the team, and obviously Charlie's been around for a few years, but but uh, guys like that who maybe haven't quite gotten the kind of the uh, uh, the accolades that a guy like Dixon or even Kanan has gotten, I assume there's a certain amount of coaching, especially with somebody like Chilton who's in second year. Yeah, uh, there, there, there is, and with, with, with Tony, it's, you know, he's got some bad habits. Sure. Um, and it's sort of helping him to get out of those bad habits, and uh, um, the good thing with Tony, we've been friends and teammates such sure, a long yeah. time that can uh, we, we have a sort of a, a relationship, a trust there. Where even with his experience, he sort of he's like, yeah, okay, I'll try that. Um, and even Dixon, it was like at the weekend where the the wind was running in a certain direction, mm -hmm. there was something I'd thought of. And he's like, I said, have you thought about doing that? He's like, oh, I'll give it a go. And he came back with some nap. Didn't yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 that kind of uh, relationship. Sure, just another perspective with yeah. those guys. Yeah. 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 Um, and he, you, know, you watch what they do and he, how each driver works. And w with Max, it's sort of encouraging him because you know drivers will think we're we've got all the answers, yeah, right? Um, <laughs> and especially I, as you're younger. Um, Max was an interesting one this year, though, because he he said to me, he "said Year two, I'll do, I will do better," and he he really did. But when when he led at Indianapolis. His whole mindset changed. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I said to him, so that was really good for you and really bad for you, wasn't <laughs> it? He's like, yeah. <laughs> just watch what it did. And that was just him figuring out. In terms of getting the taste or the confidence that comes with it? Both. Yeah. The taste and, and what it did for his sort of, his, his ambition and yeah. his desire to do it. Sure. Was, was really incredible. So as a guy that used to race a lot with all of these guys that are still going, Dixon, Canon, et cetera, is it, do you get nervous? Like when they run the ovals? Yeah. I, no, I do get nervous. Yeah. I do. And, um, I always say to him, it, it almost went without saying with Scott and Tony, but with Max, I said, I will never ask you to do something I wouldn't have done. I'll never put you in a position that I wouldn't want to be in myself. Um, but I, I, there are times, I mean, Indy this year with Scott's accident in the race, I was just, I was horrified. And actually, since my last accident, I don't really deal well with when I see crashes. Yeah. Right. I saw Memo Gidley. Yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Pit lane. Yeah, yeah. We, we had him on our show. I was so happy to yeah. see him because yeah. the last time I saw him yeah. was that horrible accident. And I remember my reaction afterwards to that accident, as you know, as it happened, and then afterwards they're going, "I hope nobody saw that." Right. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, it's just horrifying. Um, well, I mean, you've obviously had your share of licks, um, and a few of them you remember. But uh, with that in mind, I assume when you remember an accident like that, you feel it when you see somebody else going through it. Yeah. You you absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that one to me was it really was. Yeah, I think 
something that's unique about the IndyCar paddock is that you've had guys like Dixon and Kanon who've been around forever. So there's a very close-knit bond, I think, between you guys. You know, you always see the photos. You guys are at dinner together or on the scooters around the track and everything. Yeah, I, I think some of that happened when when, um, when Greg was around, when Greg Moore was around, because he was, when I first came over, he was already running, but he was kind of the, the, the catalyst. He brought everybody together. You know, he was friends with so many people. And he's like, right, we're going out to dinner. We're doing this. We're doing that. And that, that sort of attitude you see in the paddock, I think, is, is was started by, by him, really. Um, but with what you do on the ovals, there's got to be a, an element of trust. And yeah, there's guys, there's drivers I didn't like when I, when I raced against them. Um, but you had to have that trust with them. Sure. Um, and, you know, those, those friendships definitely developed. It's kind of a weird dynamic. I mean, you'll have it, the guys you're, you're friendly with, but you go out and you race against them. You don't have to hate them to, to want to beat them. Um, I always used to th look at it like or with Dixon or Tony or Greg or anybody. It was like bragging rights if you beat them. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> 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 You're buying dinner. You know. <laughs> the, the Dario Franchitti rap song. Oh, yeah. What's the deal? I have no idea. <laughs> so, okay, well, let's, let's go back a step. So, it, uh, so the song comes out. A couple guys pick it up. It shows up a little bit on the internet. They never called you. They never notified you. No, I, awesome. I I saw it on. Um, I think it was like on social media or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. What is what is this? And I put it on. I was like, oh dear, <laughs> oh no, I'm gonna I get a hard time on this. And all my buddies are like, yeah. did you like it? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? well. And the engineers, you know, you'd be literally sitting there, and one of the engineers would like press play, and you'd hear it. And the yeah. engineering office is like. Right. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was... How, how long did it linger for you? Well, we're still asking about it. It was about a week. It was like, oh, God, this is such a pain in the arse. And then, uh, and then occasionally now it still comes up and somebody will chuckle about it. And sure. But <laughs> like, <laughs> but so it was, it was done by these dudes, J.B. Lynch right. and Prem D. Prem D. Prem D. Yeah, yeah. You've never spoken yeah. with them? No. They never called you nothing? I don't, awesome. I, I don't think I have. If you could speak to him, what would you say? Um, uh, let hey. me ask you, let me stop you there. Do you want to speak to him? No? We, we literally have him. We can call him right now. I'm not joking. We <laughs> yeah. actually reached out to him. No, we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to break his heart. Yeah. Sorry, man. Thanks for the, uh, the tribute. Yeah. You know, the, the one thing we were thinking was, could they have used a better car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing. It was, uh, no, I was, it was, uh, it's one of those things I was strangely uh, touched, I guess. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he did tell us that he was actually like the big fans of yours oh, and, cool. and he thought you were really, you know, you know, awesome to watch. And so that's why they did it. Oh, that was cool. So, yeah, if you're listening and you don't have a clue what we're talking about, Look up Dario Franchitti rap song. Just go to YouTube, yeah. Dario Franchitti rap song, and JB Lynch and Prem D. Or ask Tony awesome. Kanan, and he will rap it for you. Oh, oh, well, that's that's gonna good to know. That's yeah. gonna should not have done that. Yeah, sorry, but yeah. Speaking of previous guests, we've had Mimo, who you mentioned. Uh, we also had Brian Clausen. Ah, uh, he was really grateful and said that you, not so much in the car, helped him with stuff, but outside of the car, you talked to him a lot about structuring his self as a driver and, and where his career and future could go. And the last thing he said was uh, if he was at the dinner tonight where we were in Indianapolis. We were, yeah, just yeah. outside Carmel. He's like, if we were at dinner tonight and he was over there, we'd push the tables together and have a nice meal. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That you know. was that would sum up my relationship with Brian. He was, 
I remember the last time I saw him, I was driving out the speedway um, two years ago, and he was there with his, his girlfriend and his dogs. Yeah, yep. that's, that's, that's dogs. And yeah. we had a nice chat about it, and he's like, yep, going racing tonight. Yeah. yeah. Like, God, he was... Every night. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. He was such a talent, and he was very good in the restrictor plate tracks. And then he struggled in some of the other stuff, and as you said, the cars were pretty crap at the time. But he... You'd watch him drive a, a, anything really yeah, for the wing sprint or yeah, whatever. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. And um, I just I felt I, it was one of those situations. I was like, "Come on, give the guy a chance." Yeah. You know, it's like give him another chance. Let him do something because he had the talent. Absolutely. Um, and he had that. Well, he'd broken his back years before, and he had that kind of way when he couldn't turn his. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he'd look at you. And he had that big goofy grin. Just uh, oh, what a, what a loss! Yeah, sure. What a good guy. Yeah. So you're obviously known as being the Jim Clark, you know, favorite guy in the world. And I read that you bought one of his old Cortinas. I did. Yeah. yeah. Have you driven it yet? Yeah. Like have raced it? No, no. It, okay. It, it, you um, you can't race it because it's as it was in '64. Oh, okay. So it's uh, there's no roll cage. <laughs> yeah. It has doesn't have. It has a lap belt, yeah. which in 64 was a big deal because in F1 they still didn't have seat belts. Right. <laughs> so it has a lap belt. <laughs> the seats are um, the Formula Junior seats. They look like go-kart seats mm -hmm. on stilts. And that Jesus. I'm the only one in that can actually, the only people in the family that can drive it are Marino and I. Yeah, sure. My dad cannot physically, my dad's yeah, not sure. a big guy, but he physically cannot fit in the seat. <laughs> sure. I was like, hey, dad, can you take it for an MOT for me, which is sort of the... Every yearly check you have to do with the cars uh, okay. over there, and he's like, uh, "Can't fit in it, son." It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, but um, yeah, it's a it's a great old thing. Yeah, yeah, I want one of those just to have, let alone a Jim Clark one. Be pretty, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's so it's, it's the one that won all the races in '64. Yeah, BGH 417B is a number plate. Uh, it's about to go and get a not a restoration because it's perfect perfect but <laughs> it's about to get a, a just a going through so i can right. get it ready for next summer to take it out and like drive down to the you know, local <laughs> coffee yeah, shop yeah exactly <laughs> or so whatever say, april 7th 2018 is going to be a very big day i presumably um i mean what what is that day going to mean to you or what are you going to anything in planning um well i'm uh i'm involved in the the jim clark museum sure uh in in the uk as a trustee and we've just Got I, th I think I just saw a thing for a round of funding. Is that yeah, we just on? got all the funding nice. to expand okay. it. So that's really cool. Um, and we're, we're trying to do something at the museum around about then. Marking the 50th year of, of his accident in yeah. Hockenheim. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be, be 50 years. God. Um, he. Uh, now, is all of your stuff in the museum, or do you have a few things that are just like, those are yours? and everything just now is it my I have my own room my own Jim Clark room yeah wow. well you gotta have it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it <laughs> sort of it's across from my office at the house in Scotland it's like all this Jim Clark stuff and um, I, I've been fortunate enough that I go to a racetrack especially Indy and people will come up and say hey my my kids have got no interest um, I want you to take this and take care of it and so oh, no a kidding. lot of that okay. stuff when the museum expands yeah. is gonna go That's in all that stuff to you know in my stuff you know, whether it's trophies I've got or old race suits. I'm trying to think of some of the obscure stuff I've got from Jim. Like I'm like old data logs. or I have his flight kind of logs. Oh, no kidding. When he's a pilot, I have those. Um, so just uh, pictures, photographs. Do you have any, like, Jim Clark stories that people have told you that most people wouldn't know? 
Yeah, the, the his friends at the, in in Duns. When you get talking to those guys, they're they're hilarious. We talk about the. Um, Could a couple of Americans understand them? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no absolutely <laughs> like not. Two words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had uh, there was a Jaguar D type that he raced, um, and he actually messed up and he did something with the radiator of, of the truck it was supposed to go in, and the, the radiator froze, so they couldn't take the truck, and it was snowing. So he jumped in the D-type and drove it from Scotland down to England and uh, did the first 100-mile-an-hour lap of a track in the UK. Drove it home. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. Just a little track day car. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. But it was also like a completely different era in the sense that, you know, I mean, for example, that, that day in Hockenheim, if it was an F3 car, so we'll say it's the equivalent of like what Indy Lights would be yeah, now. Yeah, an F2 car. F2 F2 Indy Lights. Lights. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me, Indy Lights. And uh, but like Indy Lights now, it's still, you know, what three or four mechanics, an engineer, somebody doing yeah. data, you know. And, and that day, I believe, was just like two mechanics, yeah. and they were like twenty-something-year-old guys. Yeah. It was Dave Sims, right? You know, yeah. Beaky that yeah, runs Reese, right. Reese, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, and he was supposed to race at Brands Hatch in the Ford, whatever it was called, F3L or something, beautiful-looking car. But Chapman's like, no, no, you got to go to Hockenheim. Uh, yeah, had a flat tire, and, and that was that. But I just can't imagine the idea of like two like twenty-something-year-old guys being the mechanics with this, you know, two-time F1 champion all of a sudden getting in and like, yeah, all right, well, yeah, and you go. This goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, absolutely. You talk to the uh, classic team Lotus still have working for them, but Bob Dan still worked. It Bob oh, worked wow. <laughs> on the car, you know, with right, Jimmy right, back right. in the '60s. Right, right. So you have Bob, and you ask him questions. I ask him questions about my Cortina. He's like, yeah, we'll go through the records and we'll check that out and. You know, those those guys are brilliant. Yeah. Right. And this cool. Clive will tell you something like, hey, I, I, I found this in the attic. And you're just, what? <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had a spare, a spare Lotus 49 in the attic that hadn't been seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then the, uh, the twin chassis 88, you know, the ground yeah. effect car? Yeah. Yeah, that was, had been lying around for a just, while. Just, just so hanging out back. as yeah. it does. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I drove that at Goodwood, which was mildly terrifying. We were, we were just talking about, talking about that. that I, I, we'll get to that in a second, but I, I got to know. Now, your, your wife clearly knew what she was getting into when you guys got married. But does she ever look at the Jim Clark room and go, "Come on, <laughs> like we, we, like you know, the, can you put your Jim Clark the, yeah, boots we could do away, something please. exactly." Yeah, she's a good sport. Okay, yeah. she's a Fair really enough. good sport. Fair she doesn't enough. none of that, none of the memorabilia. Because right. I've got my "I Love Me" room, which is all my racing memorabilia. Okay. Yep. Right, okay. I have that. It's more of a. I was gonna say room. There's a lot of. I'm old, so there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> sure. um, now, are you a tidy guy, or is your house just a disaster, or is there like sections for you that are a disaster, and the the, the living uh, space is not so much? Well, most of the stuff, the, the I love me rooms, and is in the garage. Okay, oh, fair enough. Should as it should be, right? <laughs> All the suits are in chronological order, wow, as that's are the helmets. Awesome. Okay. okay. And then I have a drawer for every year. I have. Um, <laughs> this is really sad. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> we can top you anything. I have. The Lotus 38 he won Indy with in 65. Yeah. When they took it to pieces in 2009, it had the original oil from, two, from 1965. Oh, wow. I, I, here it goes. Going. Yeah, yeah. I have some of that oil <laughs> in the house. Now, we're okay with this? <laughs> <laughs> I get it, but yeah, I can see. The listers are going. Dogs yeah. got into the Jim Clark oil again. Yeah. <laughs> Clean this up. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you got a Roomba, it like, destroys it. <laughs> we have to keep this Roomba forever. <laughs> That's the Jim Clark Roomba. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. But 
but you have driven, you know, no shortage, especially now oh, yeah. that you're sort of in your, for lack of a better expression, state of retirement. Um, you're still out driving a million vintage cars. You got to drive one of the coolest cars I think was ever built recently, the 911 GT1 98. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I want to talk to that guy just to know how that car was, because that car to me was one of the greatest looking cars ever built. Right? Yeah. I, I always thought it was just stunning. And um, I was doing the, some TV stuff for Goodwood and um, went to the members meeting. And they said, right, we want you to drive, I can't remember what it was, but, and the GT198. Because Porsche are great. Like, I drove a 917.30, Moby Dick. Moby Dick, I drove around Laguna Seca in jeans and a t-shirt. That's awesome. I'm like, you want to, nah, 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 yeah. on you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I went up to the, the guys from the factory who, who I've known for a while. And I said, right, so tomorrow I'm driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to jump in? Oh, yeah. Got in. Oh, fantastic, everything feels great. I said, it's on wet tires. They're like, obviously, for demos, we want to run it on wets. I'm not going to do my German accent. Oh, please. Oh, and, uh, uh, you. <laughs> you should hear Pat's. <laughs> it's probably as bad as mine. So, I said, they were all cracked around the edges and everything. I'm yeah. like, guys, this is GT198. It's <laughs> on these wet tires that are older than I am. Do you have slicks? And they went, oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want them? Yeah. I said, well, let's see what the weather's like tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, shall we? Yeah. So I show up in the, the, the collection area the next morning, and there it is on the shiny new slicks, and it is 39 degrees. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> great. <laughs> Get what you asked for. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah, wacky Germans and you. their sense of humor. So <laughs> I did the world's biggest burnout, yeah, got nice. some heat in the rear, and then round Goodwood which is really fast in that thing was lightning I mean it was doing my insurance company are listening this is a, it, this is a lie it was 175 at the end of the back straight Goodwood and it was getting better with every laugh right, and I was getting going, right going, yeah, and yeah. I'm getting braver <laughs> and uh, then eventually calmed down there was a guy behind me in, a, in a, another GT1 yeah. and I was determined he was not catching me I was going to pull away and I was giving it plenty and it, it just typical Porsche there no vices you know the gearbox they always said the gearbox wasn't very good and it was beautiful gearbox perfect the engine was just so grunty and that noise that flat six even with the turbos that was awesome it was and I kind of had all these visions of driving it down the Mulsanne and, which I never got to do and the fact that McNish had driven it, won yeah. his first Le Mans on it, and I, oh, clearly it wasn't his seat that was in it because <laughs> I, a person of normal size could fit. You know, it wasn't like a it's like a car seat for a child. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's been the most terrifying one you've driven? Um, to me, there's two levels of terrifying. There's terrifying for your own safety, <laughs> and there's terrifying because this is a twenty million dollar car. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. you don't want you don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I think recently for for this Goodwood TV show I do, we drove. Uh, I drove a GTO, um, which was just sublime, yeah. Up, yeah. up the hill yeah. at Goodwood. Cool. Um, a DB4 GT yeah. up the same hill. But when I drove that, there was no, it was, it was just like the road. It was just the road. Yeah, they they no closed the road off. There was yeah. no, uh, yeah. no people there. And that was hilarious. You could slide it. It was the most confidence-inspiring car I think I've ever driven. Really? Nice. Oh, God, I loved it. <laughs> I was doing burnouts in it yeah. and all kind of things and the power slide and it was just lovely. The Goodwood thing is, 
amazing to me because over here it's like th th there are some people that race but it's more of like driving the car and experiencing it and then you watch goodwood and it's like guys in 250 gtos banging into each other and flying off into the barrier in these irreplaceable cars and you're like did you see it last week yeah when the guy crashed and bent the steering wheel in the 64 yes. gto yeah unbelievable you know this is a, a a conversation we have quite a lot is what why are you doing that yeah because i'm with you historic racing to me is about demonstrating the cars yeah yeah if you if you want to do that go get a carrera cup yeah. car yeah, exactly or right. something yeah. don't you know the, the the lead for the tt one guy in a e-type hit the other guy in a cobra and spun him off i just i think it's historic racing very much like you historic racing is about demonstrating the cars You're right Right. Um, saying that, I did end up in hospital <laughs> in 2006. It's a recurring um, theme. Yeah. <laughs> it actually was one of the, the three concussions that the doctors cited when they retired me. I was racing, I did the TT in 2005. I'd never driven anything like yeah, that before. Yeah. So Piero and I did it and we won. I was yeah. like, this is easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, went back in 2006 and the first lap past the pits went out the back. And I found this out nine years later wheel the the e type apparently the e type the the drive shaft is like it holds the top part of the, the suspension on so the drive shaft breaks so okay the wheel falls no, off. right wheel yeah. fell off nice. i didn't know this woke up in hospital like literally a vintage event Vint yeah, good one. yeah <laughs> wake up where the hell am i i look over and then the next bed to me is adrian newey i'm like come on and apparently i said to him adrian what, yeah, what are you doing here? He's like, I had a crash. What are you doing here? I, like, I guess I had a crash. Are you okay? <laughs> I think so. Oh, good. Adrian, what are you doing here? I, had a, I think I had a crash. You? <laughs> well, I think I had a And we just kept repeating the same lines over and over and eventually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two days later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the, what had happened that when the car went in, the seat snapped yeah. and my helmet hit the roll cage. Alan DeCadney was telling me last week he said, yeah I came round there and um, I was three wide with I think John Fitzpatrick and somebody else he right. said and you're lying in the middle of the track and you're hanging out of the door unconscious he said luckily Fitz lifted and allowed me to yeah. to pass you I said, I'd probably have killed you old boy <laughs> <laughs> Christ okay you, you bring up the time in the hospital we, we haven't had the discussion so I have this theory um <coughs> Every Lifetime movie of the week, when the when the person the ice skater comes out of the coma, you go to ice skating. I go to ice skating. Sean used to ice skating. Yeah, yeah. Um, Figure the, skating. The first thing yeah. that yeah. Uh, Blades of Glory. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 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 figure skater comes out of the coma, and the first thing the doctor says is, "You'll never skate again." <laughs> and I have this theory that no doctor ever actually says you will never do x thing again what they actually do is the proper bedside manner to give you the scenarios of kind of where you're at in life you've right never now. been with dr trammell have so, you? so that's my question is like <laughs> when so post houston it was kind of your last big one and and was the cut was it was did somebody literally say you cannot race again or was it more like look here's how bad it is and here's the realities of, of what you're stepping into i don't remember that much about it because i'd actually <laughs> damaged my brain so sure. badly in that one that i lost five weeks of, of memory wow okay. plus these snippets come back to me <laughs> i mean it's like, not funny but it's a bit yeah, 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 yeah but you've got to laugh yeah you've got to laugh um well, we had the same conversation with Mimo. Like he has weird little memories here and there, like playing, you know, playing Xbox with the Taylor brothers and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Like, is that kind of right. how it was for you? Uh, yeah, I remember one th one thing from the race. The, the the 
in the funnily enough, in the they have the accelerometers in your earpiece yeah, yeah. is how hard you hit your head. Well, the thing had come out, the, oh the cable oh had come out, and it was Jesus. digging into my underarm yeah. during the race, and it was really annoying me. Oh, okay. So I, okay. I remember that. I was like, <sighs> I'm like, thank God um, I won't need that. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. So, I, you know, like a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to name drop here. Sure. I was having dinner with AJ Foy, and um, he, he, that's never going to happen for a, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I said, AJ, did you call me when I had my accident? He goes, sure did. I, said, I just remembered that. And so these little right. snippets right. Right. Was just, out of just yeah, come yeah. back yeah. to you. Um, yeah. But I vaguely remember being in uh, Miami. I went to Miami because that's where Dr. Ovi and the whole team there are, are, are based. And I'd been in that hospital before with another crash in two, from 2000. Um, and I remembered, so I sat with them and I was, I was even having problems speaking at the time. Tony, I went to stay with Tony that night. My mum and I flew down. Tony and Lauren picked us up at the airport and he's like, Jesus Christ, how much? Did you have? Because <laughs> I had my walker, my all this yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. I had, my crutches yeah, that yeah, I had yeah. to have. Hair product. Yeah. I'm assuming. No, at that point it was wow. wild. Man, I don't use hair product. You don't. I don't use any. People have asked us that we told you we were gonna have dinner with you. Like, yeah, find out what he uses. Yeah, don't use really? any. Yeah, no. just naturally beautiful. Just, okay. it's like, just yeah, a gorgeous it's, man. It's still growing. It still grows. At my age, it still grows. Um. And Tony said to me afterwards, he said, "I knew you were in trouble because you s I, I went to the house and I." slept for 18 hours and this is a month plus after the accident wow. so okay. I went and I did the, the, the impact test and apparently I scored 5% on my reaction test nice oh wow solid, yeah. solid job Hold. <laughs> <laughs> when you take your baseline do you deliberately kind of fail it a little bit no, no you never I would do never that. do that okay. but I literally 5% I, I, this is what they told me later yeah. and um, they did a uh, is it, what's the one the tube you go in? Is that the CT scan or the? I should know this. I've never been one. Touch wood. Yeah, but that's MRI. Scan. MRI. Yeah, so MRI. I go in there. And this MRI because of the detail was an hour long. And my mind is going. It makes all these noises. Yeah, I've done. And um, I went back out and they were like they were asking me questions. Um, Ovi was. He said, right, you can, can I, I said, can I fly? All I'm all interested in right now is, can I fly transatlantic? I've been flying around the US, but can I fly? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're fine. Go home. So I jumped on the plane. Took him a week to read this MRI. And him and Trammell, Doc Trammell, had been and put me back together a few times. Yeah. And their attitude was like, right, if we do this, we can get you back in the car. Yeah. I broke my pelvis, and three weeks later, I was back in the car. It was that kind of, okay, what yeah. can we do to get you back yeah, in the yeah, car? Yeah. And I just noticed there was a different attitude from these boys. It sure. was like, hmm. So I got home and I got a phone call saying, he's like, listen, man, we've looked at this. And he said, there's too much damage. He said, it's just not, it's not, you can't do it anymore. And I remember I was sitting in Scotland there in my office in the house that I'd never actually lived in. And I was sat in this, this, the one chair that I could sit in because I'd broken my back as well as everything. So I'm lying in this thing. And, I'm, and I just kind of sat there and I was like, wow, shit. Okay. <sighs> and I didn't, it wasn't sort of a, I kind of knew, to be honest. I knew before. I knew. And every time before I'd been like, yeah, right. And this time I just honestly thought, oh. 
from just sort of being in a fog or yeah i knew it was bad and i knew the the, the back was i could have come back from that but the ankle was really messed up and but the head thing when he said that so i, I went downstairs um my mom and dad were staying with me at the time um i went downstairs and kind of told them um i have to tell a funny story about that this old house that i had it was um it's a big old place and I was on my crutches one day and Marino was staying with me and he was in the gym at the bottom thing and I'm coming down the stairs and he had to go through the gym. The only stairs I could use because of the crutches was was through the gym to the kitchen. And I get to the bottom and Marino's doing, I think he was doing like sit-ups or something. He turned around and he goes, well, son, you're not sneaking up on anybody, are you? It's like, dick. Yeah. So yeah, so I phoned, I phoned uh, Chip. I called, I called Chip, and I called the guys on the team. I called Scott. I called Tony. Um, and Chip was a hard call, actually. Chip was a really hard call. Um, I, I, I mean, trust me. The, at the time, I can still count on the times I've spoken to Chip on the phone. It's probably less than twenty in the whole time I no drove kidding. for him. Yeah, it's just. You know, that's not the the relationship, you know? Yeah. And so I, I, uh, I phoned him. He goes, and he was brilliant. So you guys talked a little bit, like, if you're calling him, he knows something's up yeah. already. Yeah, but yeah. he, I mean, honestly, when, when things like that happen, Chip is the guy you want. If you've hurt yourself or, you know, with, with, with somebody's, with, with Justin or Dan, and Chip is the guy. If any team member or team member's family is, is in trouble, you know, is, is, is got health issues or Chip is the guy. And I, so I call him, and he goes, hey, man, you okay? I was like, Ugh. And he knew by my voice. My voice was already screwed up anyway. Cause, and he's going, hey, uh, I, I'm in the car here. My buddy's going to lunch. I need to call you back. I was like, okay. So he, an hour later, he calls me back. Because what's going on? And I told him, and he, he was like, he almost started to hyperventilate at the other end of the phone. And I thought, what's he going to say? And he's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. He's like, and I thought, okay, what's... He's like, okay, what can I do? And that was it. What can I do? And uh, over the next sort of month or so, we came up with this idea of me working with a team and stuff. But he was, he was from from the day one, he was brilliant. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. <laughs> and there we go. Scene. Yeah. All right. So while we've got food in front of us, we, we got to ask the Taco Bell. Sean, Sean didn't know that Dixon loves Taco Bell. I didn't, That's I one just, of the things I know about him. Is I, that he's yeah, like, to me, yeah. the story was always, you know, everybody always says, why were you guys at Taco Bell? I'm like, no, to me, this is this <laughs> is the race driver lifestyle. You spend hours when you win pole doing all kinds of stuff, and you don't actually get to eat properly, so it's midnight and you're going to Taco Bell. I didn't know yeah, no, Dixon a, has a, a Taco fan. Bell thing. We'll yeah. ask him about that, of course. Yeah. But He will tell you, if for his last meal, he would order Taco Bell. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> and now he doesn't eat red meat, and he still goes to Taco Bell. Well, that meat's brown. Training, so. but. <laughs> gray, <laughs> gray meat. <laughs> yeah, so we were, as you say, Dixon had got pole that day. Yep. Um, he had to. He was doing media stuff till past nine o'clock. My wife was there. Um, she came over with a little one for the month of May. Uh, Emma was there with Poppy, their their oldest, and the girls wanted to go to dinner. I'm like, so I start texting him, hey man, come on, what are we doing here? I'm hungry. He's like, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Let's figure out where we're going. So we start looking at 
all the nice places in town can go there. We can go there. Now it's closed. It's Sunday. Go there. Ah, closed. And Ellie's like, I, I can make pasta or something. I was like, ah, let's go out. Uh, okay, everywhere's closed. Dixon comes back to the bus lot. He's like, where are we going? Like, ah, let's go. Come on, we'll go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I thought, good idea. You know when you're just so hungry, it's like, mm -hmm. it just seems a great So Off we go. Oh, actually, at that point, Poppy's like, Dad, can I come? And Scott's like, hang on, nah, we'll we won't be long, darling. We'll just... So we jump in his... Uh, Acura MDX. Yep, there you go. Oh, I drive. Okay. Yep. <laughs> this is. What, uh, what's his look like? He's got white or black wheels? Black. Black, black wheels. Okay. Black, black, black. I went black. white, black wheels. Uh, yeah, good. Yeah. But I thought about murdering it out. Yeah, me nice. and Dixon are cool. All right. And it All is. Right, cool. yeah. <laughs> it is mint. Mint because Ward is bus driver. I took care of it. It's not mint when Dixie's in charge. <laughs> Taco <laughs> Bell rappers everywhere. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you fine with Taco Bell? But like, you're not excited about Taco Bell. Oh, so. I was at that point. I was hungry. I <laughs> yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to take whatever. Food. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come right. on. Yeah. But it's not your thing the way well, it is. Yeah, 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 to downplay it so it didn't seem like he he was going to be the healthy one. Yeah, like, yeah. If yeah, you sure. need to go there, we'll go there. <laughs> I'm just thinking what Chip said to me the next morning, which I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> so we. We drive around there to the one on 16th Street. We pull in. Guy's like, hey, guys, uh, can you hang on a minute? At the, the board. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. So I'm in the passenger seat. Dixon's, Dixon's driving. And we're talking about the day and just, you know, talking crap as you do. And then I see him flinch. I thought, what the hell? And he's gone to grab the, the electric window thing to put it up because he sees somebody running around the side of the car and I hear this commotion my first thought is Canaan you asshole <laughs> <laughs> and so I look it's not funny dude yeah and there's this guy and he's clearly not Canaan and has a gun in his hand and he's got it pointed at Dixon's head and that was it he's like give me your wallets and your phones it's like I haven't got my wallet the poor guy's built up his courage to rob someone he robs a Kiwi and a Scotsman right it's like jeez <laughs> I haven't got it. I haven't got my wallet. I haven't got my phone. Dixon's like, I haven't got it, man. He's taking yeah. the lead from me. He's like, no, I haven't got my phone here. But he's like, I said, we just, I didn't want to say we've come from the track. So I said, we've just come from around the corner. And uh, he's like, well, how are you going to pay for it? And there's another guy at my window at this point bashing on the window. And the guy's sort of pointing the gun at Scott, pointing the gun at me. He's like, look, we haven't got it. And he looks down, he sees Emma's wallet there. <laughs> Scott uh. goes, we can have that. Oh. Oh. There you go. So he hands it, Emma's wallet over. Does she over. know that much? Oh, she does because okay. they've still got it as evidence, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And uh, then I, I guess a car came up behind us. They freaked and ran away. So then Scott's got a call. He's like, I'm going to call the police. So I turn and go, hey. The, the whole time we haven't raised our voices above what we're talking about here. I turn and go, hey. They record this stuff. Play it cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ever the media profession. And he that's goes, right. yeah, Because yeah, right. right. I have been the subject of that years ago. Nine, one, anyway. And oh, he, oh, right. Yeah, right. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I see. All right, we'll come back. Well, and he goes, uh, <laughs> All right. he's like, hi. Um, we've just been robbed at gunpoint on t uh, Taco Bell on 16th Street. And I can hear the woman at this point, are you guys okay? And she's like, yes, we're fine. We'll, we'll, yes, we'll, we'll wait. We'll, no problem, we'll wait here. And she's like, get a car, it's a Taco Bell at 16th Street. So, yeah, the guys showed up and more guys showed up and within two hours. They found the guys. They found the guys. 
Now, at what point, or was there a point in the process where the situation become different, became different because of who you guys were? Because in Indianapolis, of all places, and that, in the month of May, it's like the time to be... I have to yeah. say, probably as soon as the first cop showed up and clocked Dixon and I, he's like, hmm. Oh, really? It was that kind yeah. of... Okay. They were great. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. they were great. Sure. They, what happened to the kid? Or kids? Good question. Um, there was a court thing recently. I don't know what the result of it was. Yeah. Um, but they were kids, man. No, I that believe was that. Yeah, yeah. Sad. Well, that was sad. I mean, that's a... I put you. I mean, you're you're at a place in your career where you can look back and think of all the dumb shit you did it at that age. Does that change your perspective when you think of, you know, because how old were they? Were like eighteen and nineteen? No, or they were fourteen and fifteen oh, years fuck. old. Okay, right. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you know, these kids can go. I mean, they 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 could do some real time and have something that's really um haunts them for the rest of their life. Does that change your perspective that kind of age and sort of what you want done? Yeah, there was a part of right away. I was like, God, you. Assholes and blah blah, yeah. blah, 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 and then it became like, oh, this is, this is sad. Well, it's like a reality check of like what some people have to go through or, or yeah. do put themselves through. It's crazy, you know. And I talked to my, my wife about it, and she was very much like, oh, these poor kids, and that gave me perspective yeah. on it. And but that that was it. I've never thought of a Taco Bell as like a sketchy, yeah, <laughs> well, a sketchy place. <laughs> right, I exactly know who's right. Not sponsoring our podcast, <laughs> so. <laughs> chips like the next day yeah. obviously we couldn't talk about it because it was an impending case yeah. and now that it's gone we can talk about it. so we were in lockdown and of course everybody wants to know the story and chip was comes in the truck or trucks comes around he comes into the driver lounge and i'm sitting there looking at data from the day before right. scott's sitting there <laughs> he closes the door that's never a good sign he goes let me get this right you two supposed athletes were at Taco Bell last night? <laughs> he goes, they're like, yes, Chip. He's like, uh-huh. Because you pair of assholes. <laughs> because you deserve everything you get. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's good. I like, I like that. I heard you guys got your food for free. We did. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. 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 Well yeah. worth it. Yeah. We it was awesome. That's how we were talking about it today because we we, we were talking about this lovely wine we had that night yeah, with yeah. our free Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Oh, it was lovely. Cracking bottle of wine. Yeah. The funniest thing of the whole evening was Dixon thought his wife's wallet cost $250. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I googled yeah. it in the parking lot. I went, yeah. no. <laughs> He's like, so you had like a broken leg, right? And then some guy broke into your house 10 years, 12, whatever years ago, and you chased him. Give me that. I, I've always wanted to hear the real version. I, I wasn't. I didn't have a broken leg at the time. But I was sitting. It was morning after a Cleveland race, I think it was. And Cleveland just used to beat the crap out of you. And I was just sitting there. I'm literally sitting in my underwear <laughs> with a T-shirt on, eating my breakfast, going, I can barely lift the spoon. I'm just, ugh. And some dude comes in the house. I'm like, hello? He's like, hey. And then he starts telling me he's got a message from God. I thought, oh. Oh, uh, here it goes. Yeah, yeah. Dear. And uh, he uh, he was looking for Ashley. Um, he, I think, realized that he probably should leave. He started to leave. And I thought, well, no, screw this. So I jump in the car and I head off. And I, I called the cops. And I'm sort of getting 
they're like, okay, so you're like chasing this guy down. Yeah, in the car, uh, he wasn't yeah. going particularly quick. I was right. in my <laughs> Dario Franchitti, so he's going to get him. Yeah. I was in my Acura RL. <laughs> I'll tell you how go. long ago it was. There you go. And uh, I'm like, <laughs> so I'm talking to the cops, and they're like, okay, where are you now? I'm like, I'm going down this road. I'm just coming up to the four-way stop. I'm like, do you want me to spin him out? <laughs> and they're like, no, please no, don't no, do that. You're like, no, no, I got it. I got I, it. it. So I follow this guy into town and there's parking lot and of course Does he know you're chasing him? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the next thing the police all show up. Yeah. It's then I realise that I'm still wearing my <laughs> underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily this is pre T M Z. Oh no, they would Oh with that. I'm like, Can you bring like some clothes? She's like what? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was it. He uh, he was a little odd. <laughs> Weird dude. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You mentioned your ankle being a little bit screwed up some days. I, I just like the name. Do you ever uh, feel that pain in your ankle and just go, Gunselman? Gunselman. I was other ankle. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what doesn't hurt, I guess, on a, on a daily basis? Yeah. Um, Gunselman. It's funny <laughs> because Kelby Crouch. would work. Kelby Kreiss, our so PR guy at the we'll, team. We'll go back a step. So Larry Gunselman was an Xfinity driver, what would now be Xfinity driver, that you yeah. had a good tussle with. Uh, at, I forget what No, I didn't. Well, you guys just got into it, right? I was at Talladega going down the back straight. Right. In a, uh, this is in the NASCAR days. In the yeah. nationwide cars it was at the time. I had yeah. a tire blowout. Thank yeah. you, Jer. And it came inside the car. <laughs> Literally, the car kissed the tire. Right. Damn. So I spin, go into turn three at Talladega, I go down onto the grass. I like how you're saying it like it's not 200 miles an hour. Yeah, well, honestly, it wasn't a big deal. Once nobody had hit me, I got onto the grass. <laughs> I guess so when you drive any cars. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, a restrictor plate car wasn't all that. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So I'm sitting there. On the grass, it's gone yellow. Something like 10 seconds later, I'm about to undo the belts yeah. to get out of this thing yeah. this guy hits me broadside in the door oh no shit. I didn't know that he was 10 seconds behind the belt yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's right. been yellow for 10 seconds yeah right so he takes the the footwell of the car which was what 24 inches or yeah, something yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah. and it's now this big Nothing. and my feet are on top of each other and he's broken my ankle <sighs> and uh, then the safety crew made me walk to the ambulance <laughs> and uh, yeah that so Kelby Krause my Who's that? The PR guy at, yeah, the, yeah, at the, the team, and um, and was when I was there. He, he sometimes he'll literally go, Gunselman. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. Kelby and I are on a new level. Larry, my, I thought my dad was going to kill him in the hospital. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that one hurt. Why did he crash? Like what? what I don't know. Yeah, just have somebody paid him to take a hit out of me or right, something. I don't right. know, but it was the most bizarre thing. Yeah, yeah. that one. I, I actually remember the thought going through my head. When that horrible disorientated feeling you get yeah. when you've had a big crash. I thought, I've got to stop doing this. Yeah. Really? I nearly retired on the spot. Huh. I was nearly done, yeah. How yeah. do you look back at that year? The NASCAR? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that says a lot. Yeah, done. Okay. Um, fuck it. <laughs> you know what? I'm not being politically correct. I learned a hell of a lot because I went from Winning the 500 finally, winning the championship that year. To not qualifying on a road course at Sonoma. I went to Sonoma and I remember afterwards not qualifying and looking, sitting with Chip in the truck and looking at him. And he just shook his head. He's like, and the guy's like, oh yeah, he's not driving the car right. The next week in the nationwide car qualified pole at Watkins, Watkins Glen. Glen yeah. 
against Jimmy and Dad, all the good yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, Jimmy like and Robbie Gorn. You and Robbie Gorn like battled all day. Yeah, in that Jeff. Race. Yeah, uh, Jimmy too. He was right yeah, on the. Yep. I was yep. like, I he probably could have taken him out at any point, but he, Jimmy being Jimmy, he didn't. But I learned a lot, and I learned how to to drive a car out with my comfort zone. Yep. I always. I think part of my strength was sort of making the car do what I wanted, setting it up to make it do what I yeah. needed it to do. Yeah. I learned I couldn't do that. But with a big heavy stock car, you have to manipulate it. Yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. times it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And I learned to drive around that. So when I came back to IndyCar, I was able to drive a much more oversteery car in the ovals, and I was able to compromise and, and drive around problems more than uh, I was before. And I learned a mental toughness because, you know, again, I'd gone from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being the the IndyCar champion, I've been like, this guy sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And uh, I mean, are the I mean, genuinely, are those those moments where you're like, oh, maybe I really am only good in this one little box, and yeah. and just sort of hating yourself for it. Well, I'd, I'd driven sports cars. I'd won. It was a good time because we'd won Sebring 12R with the Acura. Yeah, that's right. IndyCar Championship 500 and Daytona 24 yeah. Hours in that little space of time. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. Um, then I just, yeah. It, the problem is, we grow up driving cars that are, you start off and you drive a car, it's a little bit quicker, it's got more downforce, it's got more power. Very similar thing. It handles, it feels, it gives you the same feedback, but just. But there's a principle that still applies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. got in those things. Yeah. I had no nothing. idea. Yeah. Nothing I'd learned prepared me for that. And I went straight in at the top level. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah. hardest right. version of that in the world. Right. Yeah. And the fact <laughs> the car sucked. Yeah, yeah you know, at that, that time, the program wasn't great at the time. Was a, a, a contributing factor, but you know, I, I probably could have figured it out after a good few years. But the, it, it came down to the fact that when I drove that car, I did not get a buzz. Yeah, no, oh, okay, didn't. fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I probably could have stayed. Yeah, right. And well, but if you're not enjoying it, it's every weekend, and you're never going to get away no. from it. And yeah, and I never wanted to go back to IndyCar. Funnily enough. Yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not going back. No, I'm not doing it. And I went to Detroit to watch Marino driving um, in the LMS. In the LMS. Yeah. And I went and stood at turn one and watched Dixon go through the first laugh, and I went, ah, because I'd been sort of saying, I said, nah, I don't like, I don't, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. Back right. to the crazy went, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I sat in the tail lift of the the, the Ganassi truck and chat with Mike Hull, and Mike's like, well, what's going on? And I, I laid out. And I was like, Mike, I didn't want to do this. I thought, now there's no decent drives. So I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to drive some sh box. And he looked. He goes, hey, not so fast. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, Weldon just told us this morning he's leaving. Uh. So we might have a seat. And then Chip and I, yeah. we, we literally did a deal behind the Dixon's pit. And it took three minutes. Really? And then we spent the next 18 hours. He's like, hey, you need to sign this napkin so you're going to do it. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not signing a napkin. <laughs> it's not legally binding. Sign the napkin. <laughs> 18 hours this went on for. I was like, dear God. Eventually, he turned to Mike. He goes, yeah. I'm going to dinner. He goes, he goes, this guy won't sign the napkin. You find someone that will. <laughs> and that was it. Chip walked off. And the next wow. morning, we had a fully executed contract. Proper, signed. yeah. And uh, <laughs> that, that was the way it. to go. Yeah. Kind of along those lines, I always wonder, because I'm sure this you have plenty of these, but the deals that you almost got or you like maybe I should do that or I shouldn't do that obviously you're a high profile driver so a Penske or a Ganassi seat well, would I've be a possibility I'll let you answer but I have a specific question about that I'm just curious what, what's tell me a Dario Franchitti almost ended up at this program story and you have one in mind because you're smiling already with several yeah 
Um, McLaren test driver, 97. That's right, yeah. I was going to, I've got the contract at home still. That's cool. I finally spoke to Ron Dennis for the first time so in 20 years. And to put some perspective, the deal at the time was you were... It was I 97, so you were finishing with Hogan. I just started with Hogan. Okay, you were just starting with Hogan. I, I and you were under Mercedes. I was under Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. I tested the McLaren end of 95. Right. And they they were saying all the right things. Start 97, I'd gone to America. Um, and I get this phone call, you need to come to Woking and see Ron. Okay. And I went, and I didn't like the deal they were proposing, so I said no. Yeah, yeah. And literally... Because the idea was you were going to test McLaren and run Champ Car. They were going to pay for... For Champ Car, they were going to. They were going to pay. They the were going to pay oh. the budget. They were going to. They were going to sponsor the car, and I was going to test the week. So, so it's going to be like a West Champ Car yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So they had open testing in yeah, Formula yeah. One. So yeah. I would race Sonoma last night. Yeah. I'd get somehow back to London. They'd fly me in the team plane to wherever we test Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They'd fly me back on Concord or something, and that's yeah. the way this was going to work. And I was like, Nah. nah. How old are you? Uh, twenty-three. Ah, okay. I'm like, nah. And uh, so that was near one. Yeah. Hindsight. Still, still Wouldn't agree. have changed it. Wouldn't have changed it. Nope. Okay, good. Wouldn't have changed it. <laughs> because David, Coulthard, and Hackenham were there forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they aren't going to leave. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because you, it's not like you would have replaced no. one of them. Yeah. So no, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. was going to be the test driver. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, that makes sense. And that would have diluted your energy into the Hogan deal. Yeah, yeah. And I would never have. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have. Sure. What else? Oh, yeah. NASCAR. I was... The year before. So, end of 06, I was negotiating my ship to drive the car, and then Montoya yeah. got let go from McLaren and, and did the deal. Yeah. yeah. Chip for me. goes, anybody about him, man? He goes, you know, we've got history, and I've got to look after him. I said, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. I'll do another year. And then I beat him to the 500 in the championship, so I was like... <laughs> 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 but... Um, yeah, that was close the year before. Um, and so the NASCAR I had been there for a little while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had a meeting with Childress in 2007. I flew to see Richard. I flew my, my helicopter. I was flying myself around at the time. And during the month of May, and I flew down to, to uh, his place. I had a meeting with him, and I'm flying home, and I got caught in weather. Oh. I'm stuck in the mountains. I'm going, I'm supposed to test at the Speedway tomorrow. How can I tell Michael Andretti... <laughs> And I'm stuck in the mountains of North Carolina. He's going to figure something out. Yeah, right, right. right. Um, and I'd gone to see Ray Everham way back at the start of the, the 2000s as well. Yeah. So I'd, I'd kind of had an eye on it. Now, was that because of an interest in NASCAR, or just that there was more money there? No, or? an interest in yeah, yeah. doing it. And yeah. And I, but I'd never been to a race. When I first drove the car at Talladega, it was the first time I'd ever been at a... Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? There's a possible Penske deal I knew nothing about because <laughs> when I left Hogan to go to Team Green, yeah. Carl and Roger had done some, they were doing some deal that I was going to yeah. become the driver at Penske. I didn't, didn't know about that at all. Porsche at Le Mans. Yeah. Oh, that's a recent thing? Yeah, I went to Weissach in 13. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, we kind of, I said, I'd let one more year, please. And they said that's perfect because right now we're we've got two cars. We're going to run a third. We're on the third. You're in. So had there not been a Houston, you think that would have happened? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's the right year for yeah. it. So that was that yeah. was a sad one because I wanted to do that. Yeah. Interesting. Um, 
The, you did. Uh, you did. You did finally do some testing in in F1 in 2000 with Jaguar, but you were kind of busted up at that point, as I as I remember. So it didn't. The car was a <laughs> box. <laughs> um. the, the story was the pace wasn't quite there, and I assume there were a bunch of reasons for it. Yeah, so. the pace wasn't there. There were several reasons. One, I was I was really, and I didn't realize it at the time. I still I just had a big shunt, so yeah. I'm like I had m fairly big head injury. Yeah. Uh, I had a problem with my neck. Which is not what you want driving an F1 car. Yeah, I had yeah, a, yeah. a, a trapped nerve in my neck from the accident too, so I couldn't hold my head up. They didn't want me there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd been forced upon them by uh, those above. Okay. Yeah. They didn't want me there, okay. and uh, and the car was a sh box, so okay. it was a real <laughs> just not a good environment. I saw one recently for sale. I was like, I was going around JD Classics and they had one. Like, How much do you want for that? And the guy's like, well, what do you want that for? I said, I want to buy it and throw it off the balcony you've got it on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll film it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, yeah, yeah. we're involved. Yeah, we're in on that. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a real shame. So you, uh, w one of the things we talked about is that you have a pretty cool car collection. And I am assuming it's because back in the, in the early days of your career, there was a lot of tobacco money. So the sponsorships were through the roof. And you bought an F40, which is awesome. Uh, Throughout the career, obviously, the sponsorship's gone down quite a bit. Would you say that, in your experience, did the salaries come down as well, like what was expected because of it's just so much harder to find those sponsors? As a, as a rule, yes. Yeah. As so a rule, they did. I was fortunate in the, the deals I was able to do. Yeah. Um, you know, having <coughs> excuse me, the sponsors I did, and then obviously with the Target program was, was, was a good program. Yeah. The tobacco money was, was lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, it was sort of those were good days. Yeah, from like the days of cool to 2013, the, yeah. the pay cut, so to speak, for you wasn't so bad, but it might be there for others. No, it was some guys definitely took some pain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we used to call them the house in Scotland, the house that cool built. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, those were. Uh, yeah. It was different. We were looking at Super Speedway was on in the press. Room the other the day, yeah. the, the IMAX cinema. movie. Yeah. Oh, that was a good. Actually, it was on a Honda. It was yeah. a, we're having yeah, lunch yeah, at Honda. They were playing yeah. it, and uh, you just look at the names on the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool eyes or DKNY, yeah. Havilland, yeah. 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 Havilland. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And that was. That's the way it was. So you, so you bought an F40. Was that your first big? No, my first big car was a. When I won the McLaren Autosport Young Driver, I went out and bought myself a Golf GTI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was how old would it have been? Should have got a Civic, but five okay. or six yeah. years old. 1988, it was. But well it was yeah. just 92. It was an 1988, yeah. and I, I that got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a cool-looking car, and I and then had a, a diesel, little Peugeot diesel thing yeah. that you know hitting around in that. Um, and then I, I did my deal with Mercedes to drive DTM. Yeah. And I uh, got a company car. So I went from driving ah, this nice. complete box to the C36. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. This thing did 180 miles an hour Big on time. the Autobahn, of course. Yeah, safely. Yep. yep. Um, <laughs> and I bought a Speedster, Porsche, a 3.2 Speedster. Cool. And I kept it, and then I went through a stage of buying some different couple of Ferraris. Um, and then when I did my deal with Barry Green... I bought uh, a new brand new 355 Spider, yeah. which I still have. Yeah, I read that about you. Yeah, yeah. my uh, my first. It was a signing bonus. <laughs> wow, that kind yeah. of money. Back in the, uh, yeah, it was yeah. also yeah. like, this is cool. <laughs> is this really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So and then I bought the F40, and 
Yeah, I just I have, a, I have an issue, to be honest. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't resist. I just love cars. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> they buy stupid um, cars that, yeah, I mean, they have 40, 18 years. Yeah. Are you gonna, would you ever sell it? It'd be tough. Yeah. It would be so tough. I love it. I, I took it on a, the Top Gear track yeah. about two weeks ago, and it was so leery. <laughs> it was so much fun. Big, big, long power oversteer moments. And yeah. And then I drove it home through the middle of London, which wasn't nearly as much fun. Sure. Um, sure. Nah, that that car and I have a lot of history. Yeah. Uh, I found pictures the other day on, on Instagram of the day that it showed up. That's what. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. It, yeah. It was. I'd bought it in May. We're racing in Rio, and I, the guy who was looking for it, he bought it for me, and I didn't get to go back till July, first week of July, and I flew into Glasgow Airport. My dad came and picked me up, and my little cousin. I'm like, hey, you should come. You come to Glasgow Airport, and this F40 comes off the truck. My dad's like, "Whose is that, son?" <laughs> <laughs> That's mine, Dad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I drove it on the motorway, gave it the beans, and it blew the clutch. Nice. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, a good start. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> now you you mentioned your dad. Uh, Maybe he'd want to go after Gunselman. Like going back to like the go kart track days, was was he that dad that would like fight with every kid that or every other parent that got in your way? He never fought with any parents. Okay, I can assume that's just what all Scottish parents do. Yeah, nah, <laughs> like they're just some of them definitely do. Yeah. Okay. No, he de he didn't. Um, it was that group at the time: Bert, Alan McNish's dad, yeah. Duncan, DC's yeah. dad, my dad. You know, they were sort of they were sort of driving up and down the road and doing all this crazy stuff to make yeah. it happen as fathers do yeah. you know yeah. throughout the world um, one guy when I moved up to to the senior class um, was trying to how did I put this he was having a bit of a discussion with me because I okay. I think I passed him and or I'd hit him or class, something so you're like 15 I'm, I was 15 he yeah. was 21 ah, old and man. he was about to uh, he picked me up out of the cart by my helmet oh good yes that's a good start I was only I mean, by this time I was really short yeah like McNish short <laughs> and the guy's about to sort of start setting about me and my dad and my uncle <laughs> standing on just tapping on the shoulder and <laughs> yeah, he turned around and left <laughs> but yeah no, my dad when I started is he an imposing guy what's that is he an imposing guy oh, yeah yeah <laughs> when I l left carts my dad um, sort of gave me if that's the right word to father David Leslie and David Leslie and said right and after that the most I think he ever really commented on one of my races was, well, I left somewhere and went, no, that wasn't a very good son, was it? That was it. Yeah. yeah. He just, he would come to the races uh, and he had friends in the, in the IndyCar paddock. He, yeah. he still does to this day. They go over and play golf with him, all that. And he just, to me, he was the sort of the perfect racing dad. Him and yeah. Alan Weber okay. should run a school for, <laughs> for <laughs> racing parents, not how not to be a dick. So there was a documentary that came out about uh, IndyCar racing years ago called Driven. You referred to it as awful, and I just got it. What, what's your problem? <laughs> you don't like good cinema? <laughs> <laughs> Drivel. Oh, my oh God. there it is. Yeah. That was the funniest. Because that was the 99 season. Right. So Montoya and I are bashing. They've gone into this championship, yeah. and you'd be on the podium having one race, and there'd be nobody there because they're all down at the fake podium right. Ah, yeah, yeah. where Stallone was like, yeah. Have yeah. you ever <laughs> done like a recon lap and thrown quarters onto an Apex? 
I'm Scottish. That's a waste of money. Okay, that's <laughs> good. Jeez. All right, no. I like it. No problem. Remember, he's only meeting with us because we said we'd pay for dinner. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A very good point. I mean, oh, very God, that point. film. It's just so such a shame because it was a real chance to do something. Yeah, and yeah. And then uh, came Memo Moreno. Yeah, and then it just all went. Uh, yeah. Chip was in it. Had a starring right. role. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. TK, I think, was in it. But so, yeah. so here's a so you gotta. You've got to tow the champ car flag at the time, and and so you guys are all going to like premieres and stuff like that. You you have to be the good boy and pretend like this is okay. This is helping uh, the how, sport. Like you're helping your sport by saying, yeah, it's not dog. <laughs> and we hadn't seen and, it at that point. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. Rocky's doing it. It can't be bad. Uh, yeah. So you went to the premiere with no clue. No. Oh God. And and there must have been a bunch of you guys, right? Oh yeah. Oh, can you imagine? Actually, did I go to the premiere? I think I might have rubbed, given it a swerve. <laughs> well, you've been to a few at that point, so yeah, maybe you're over actually it, not at that point. Oh, no, uh, a couple uh, at that point, of, right? Okay. Actually, I got together in 99, actually okay. the same time as the F40, like literally almost to the day. Huh? <laughs> right. Okay. Um, so you, yeah. And I was just okay. like, oh, my God. That's to say, like, lights came up. Who was the first one to look to their left? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like did you? Did, that didn't happen, did it? <laughs> it was horrific. It's like her to... <laughs> Brian Hurd is like, no! no. Yeah. <laughs> Shit's like single tier, though, clapping for no reason. Standing up. Yeah. yeah no. Hey, no, that's Oscar-worthy stuff right there. Yeah, they really put their heart and soul into it. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. What's, so what's the, uh, what's the number one movie? Number, or somewhere in the top five? I'm sh at questions like that. I mean, I, I love stupid stuff. I love Happy Gilmore. Okay, we. Um, okay. I just think of that because obviously. Shooter McGavin. Yeah, shooter. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm do you ever do you ever watch movies and do lines? I I could do James Bond like ah, crazy, okay. you know. Like I I used to just watch like at school instead of doing homework, I would watch James Bond films at night yeah. on my VHS. That's Research complete with the, uh, the commercials in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward to that. <laughs> I could also do the lines for the Ford Sierra commercial that came on or the. <laughs> but yeah, so Braveheart's obviously number one on the movie. Braveheart was good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was bad. You had that look like I haven't seen it yet. I was like, oh, oh no, no. I remember when it came out. Dario Franchitti, you asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why don't you love your country? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? I remember going to watch it in in Falkirk, which was one of the battles actually. Right. And people were leaving the cinema going, "Let's find some English to kill." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. Because it could go the other way. I mean, like in America, we had no idea who William Wallace is. Right. But like in Scotland, and presumably everybody does. He so didn't you could have an Australian accent. Ah, <laughs> weird enough. Shocking. Weird fair enough. Huh. Um, huh. Nor was he an anti-Semite. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> somehow that's getting edited. No. <laughs> that's staying in. Staying in. Uh, staying in for good. sure. Um, so when we uh, we were talking about who, who did you get the the phone book thing? Oh, that's from my uh, German friend. Okay, yeah. So a friend of Sean's and then a friend of ours, uh, we, we were telling them that we were going to interview you, and both of them had the exact same quote that they love your accent and they could listen to you read a phone book. Huh. So we were actually going to bring anyone you ever a, said, cause a now phone book. Because we've, we've literally heard it from two people in two days. Damn. Has this been said to you? Yeah. What about, uh, are you a, a hip-hop guy? No. Rap music? No, I'm kind of... I like you too, that kind of. Oh, yeah. of course you do. Yeah. Um, you too. I do a little bit of you too. Like. Uh, that's, that's okay. That's fair yeah. enough. If we gave you rap lyrics to recite for the ladies, oh. would you do it? I'd have a go. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Let me, let me open this up. 
Yeah, Scott Dixon it. knows every word to ice. Yes, you just you just gave <laughs> oh, that breakthrough. Oh, I'm right sorry. There. No, no. Scott Dixon knows. Yes. Ice Ice Baby is his favorite song. When Vanilla Ice started following me on Twitter, he was devastated until <laughs> until until he started following him the next day too. But he, when he was a a young impoverished child in New Zealand, sure, he had a job driving a, a minivan round for a chemical company delivering like car cleaning products. Okay. Yeah, and it had a cassette deck and yeah. the radio didn't work and the only thing in the cassette deck was Ice Ice Baby the single that's it Okay. Yeah. and so he literally knows all the moves so and yeah. the whole thing yeah so get him to do that he will that's do it definitely happening alright that's yeah. every yeah, time I'm you. in a car and it comes on I have to call him you have to yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 4 I o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on <laughs> All right, oh, so we go. uh, we've got we've got three lyrics. Now you don't have to. We don't. In fact, we, we encourage you not to rap them. Yeah, that's but just good. recite just, uh, them. Just Dario reading some. Words. Dario reading some great rap. Uh, our first one just is from. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Should we'll I do my voiceover voice? Yeah, voiceover voice, please. Now so that I do some TV. Number work. one is uh, it's from our man Ice Cube. Drunk as hell, but no throwing up. Halfway home, and my pager's still blowing up. Let's get Marco to read this. I am a god, so hurry up with my damn message. Was that massage? Massage. massage. Yeah. Try English it again. So hurry up with my damn massage in a French-ass restaurant. Hurry up with my damn croissants. That's Kanye West. <laughs> Lyrical to God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G is on the streets trying to consume. Warren G, Nate Dogg. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Another okay. Scott Dixon. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Me and me and Scott Dixon are just gonna hang out. No, no, no. He's he is gonna be my friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he is. is on it. Yeah, he does it. Really? Yeah, yeah he's a that's awesome. Nate D. Warren. Uh, he loves it. Yes. The LBC. So your your fellow Ganassi guy Joey Hand, we learned his trigger is don't touch his hat. Yeah. Although he will he will violently assault really? you if you yeah. touch his hat. Yeah. What what's Dixon's trigger? His wallet. Don't touch his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> he is tighter than two coats of paint. He is so <laughs> tight with money. Fair enough. He is. And he's the worst on the street. Yeah. The worst driver. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's, but he's big pimping is it, because. That, well, because we have our buddy Andy is the exact same. Yeah, way. Andy Lally, you probably know. Yeah, he's terrifying to ride with. Yeah. But Andy Lally can fight. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Scott Dixon yeah. can fight. Yeah. It's true. Um,. <laughs> But Andy's problem is he's just distracted as all hell and doesn't know where he is. Is that is that what it is with Scott? It could be. Yeah. I just I don't know. I don't like doing it. <laughs> it's just yeah. And okay. he yeah. Yeah. He's he's a scary one. So so who's your uh, so we got Scott obviously who's in 2017 who's your crew? As in as like who are the guys you are going out with, hanging out on a when you're not doing podcasts at, at the racetrack <laughs> or just in general? Yeah yeah yeah. Racetrack. I mean, I guess Scott. If you're in Scotland the whole time, you're not. Yeah, really well, it's, yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm here, it's my buddy Albert. Okay. Kind of resembles either Barry Gribb, or Barry Gibb, or Richard Branson, depending what angle you catch him from. <laughs> um, Scott, Tony, Scott Harner, Barry Wanzer. You know, Max about Charlie. We, we could eat, but definitely sure. Scott, Tony, and and Scott and Barry um, and Albert would go out and have dinner That's most uh, most nights. Um, yeah. Is it different now that everybody's married and families and all that? Oh God, is it? <laughs> yeah, 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 I believe that. Literally, Watkins it's Glen, like at, at Honda, yeah. having lunch, PT and I sitting down. We would, I mean, back in the day, it was, it was talk about cars and 
boats and yeah, you know. Well, it's like I think to like late '90s. It's like you, Kanan, Greg, yeah. Pappas. None of you guys are hard on the eyes, yeah. and and I assume it wasn't a bad time. But to finish that story, PT yeah. and I were talking about reading glasses. Oh, <laughs> at just at Watkins Glen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different it's era. Like, Really? He's like, yeah, I got these ones from the bar. I'm like, oh, I, I've got these Oakleys that I got them to put the lenses in and all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then Stefan Johansson was talking about it yesterday too. He goes, oh, man, once you start. I'm like, Stefan, you're over 60. You <laughs> <laughs> look that you're 40, but you're over 60. So come on. Yeah, no, back yeah. in the day, those were the, those were the happiest times. Yeah, sure. Those were the bit because, uh, I mean, we were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were getting paid to do what we absolutely adored. Um we got to travel the world there was a period of six months I did not go home yeah I, I, but loved it like yeah. Gr Greg and I went we sort of traveled and Max and Tony would would sort of make cameo appearances in Helsinki Paris for the go-kart race Milan so yeah there's some yeah. stories there that I can't tell unfortunately they were hilarious <laughs> Max and I cracking up putting Greg in awkward positions of like you know just <laughs> <laughs> awkward situations shall we say um, and it was just wonderful. And then, yeah. you know, I hate to be on a downer, but when you know when that ended, when when Greg died, it just it, life changed like that. Did that kind of break up the group, so to speak? That you no. didn't have that that nucleus. It didn't. Okay. It didn't break up the group, but life. Honestly, life was life changed in a moment. Yeah. In the sense, and it became more real. Yeah, it just yeah. became serious. Yeah. Of you realized this could happen. It, you realized it could happen, and it had happened, and yeah. It just, yeah, it, 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 it's never, it, it was never the same. Yeah. Um, and then the next time I drove the car, I had that big accident at Homestead. And yeah. and then, uh, again, because of the head injury I suffered, it changed a wee bit more. Yeah. So, it yeah, it went from being sort of amazing yeah. to pretty crap for a while. Yeah. Greg had signed with Penske before before his accident and you know knowing the history that would then ensue with Penske you know a couple of years later going IRL and what at the time became a very oval based series of solid transition how do you think Greg would have flourished in that period oh, he would have been amazing yeah I never saw a guy drive on an oval with such just flair yeah I mean he was doing what Dixon does before it yeah. became you know not the normal but before it was out there and you know with those champ cars at the time if you didn't catch it on the first little twitch it's gone it was gone and yeah. Greg would just drive the thing and yaw all the time it's like how do you do that and then people don't realise how good a, a road course driver he was yeah. he was very good the problem was that at the time the Mercedes power plant was not a match for the for the Honda or, or sure. the, the Ford yeah or, I mean later the Toyota but it had a, like a light switch power delivery and he just did well with it and you know then you see what Elio did. Um, and I, I get a little mad at Elio because he never mentions the fact that, hey, I got this drive because of this. Interesting. He yeah, never yeah, does. Yeah. You never hear him talk about it. And it really yeah. pisses me off. Yeah. You'd think he'd just say, you know. Yeah, just yeah. an acknowledgement. Yeah, acknowledge it. Just acknowledge yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he, he's had a great career. But just acknowledge that. And that really annoys me. Mm. I don't know why he doesn't. Sure. That took a serious turn, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was like, wow. Uh, so none of these notes are uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, so, uh, dick jokes. Um. Actually, okay, well, you mentioned uh, you mentioned going on the Top Gear track. Uh, we'll, we'll put a light flare on it. Um, 
I would say you more than anybody else in sort of the open wheel circuit has done more of the kind of the talk show circuit than anybody between all the shit you've won, your marital history, all that kind of stuff. It's just put you in more of a public eye. And uh, you look at guys like Letterman, his love of IndyCar is oh, obvious. You know, Leno is a car guy. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a memory of you showing up on a, like a morning talk show where it's like they don't know who the fuck you are or what the fuck you're doing and all they want to talk about is like Ashley Judd and how have you ever pissed in your seat? Yeah. Separate. Did you things. write the questions? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. We yeah, actually oh boy, did. We I used yeah. to work on TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I come from TV. <laughs> I know these questions. Yeah, yeah. Back in, I'm gonna. This is kind of a long intro sure. into this, but so Dan was the target driver. Yeah. Yeah. He left. I got his drive. Yeah. He went to Panther. It wasn't a good time for him. Yep. He got let go eventually. Yep. Which was bizarre. And I, I kind of, I stuck up for Dan. Like he, he absolutely got to be in this series, blah blah blah. And he, he appreciated that. So we were sitting one day doing a satellite media tour at the Speedway, and I think I'd won two. It certainly won one five hundred at the time. And we're sitting beside right. each other. And, and just to, for those who don't know what a satellite media tour is, this is you're sitting in front of a camera, yeah. and for the next five minutes, it's some uh, right. morning show in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Five minutes later, some morning show in Cleveland, and yeah. so on and so. And, and you're just doing the same. You can't yeah. see these people. Yeah, right. right. So. We sit there and they go, okay, next is, I don't even remember where we're from. <laughs> Guy's like, so, what's it like being married to Ashley Judd? First uh, question. Yeah, yeah. Weldon looks and goes, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, how dare you? This guy's done this, this, and you ask him that stupid ass question. He goes, no, done, we're done. <laughs> Cut him off. L- on live television. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, Dan, I love you. Do you remember yeah. the yeah. Do you remember the network? I don't even remember. Uh, we have to find that. Take that, Poughkeepsie. Oh, <laughs> it's awesome. It's like Dan, you are. He's the man. You're my boy. Uh, he was nice. just standing up for me. But yeah, that was. That, there's times you would go on these shows, and they were like, so, and you knew if you went on, there was. I mean, I didn't mind them asking questions about Ashley, but just sure. don't make it the first question. Yeah, 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 at least yeah, yeah. pretend you're interested in IndyCar. Right. Yeah. And then if you would go on the show with Danica as well, that was always... Oh, it was right. yeah, wasn't yeah. Danica's fault. You know, she right. was a, she's a good pal of mine. She's a, she was a good teammate. But they would yeah. be like, you would just sit there. You're like the window dressing. You're just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just waiting. Well, there was time, I mean, even within the pad, or within the, the circuit from people who do know, I mean, like, I remember, let's call it 05. Yeah. Um, you know, Danica Mania had just kind of exploded. You had the Ashley thing. And, and I remember there was... And I don't remember the race, but, you know, it, it was one of those things where it was bubble track people are coming in on green flag stops so every time somebody comes down pit line who, whoever the pit lane reporter is is giving the rundown <laughs> yeah, you know here comes scott dixon's having a good day you know he went from eighth and now he's fifth and you know four tires and he's done you come in and they literally say dire frankini's also having a good day he started ninth now he's sixth he's also married to ashley judd and he's gonna come in and, and like they just snuck it in yeah. out of Nowhere, <laughs> but it was like this was the AB, like this isn't Regis and, and yeah. Kelly. Yeah. This is the like four IndyCar fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know they always would focus on the. They, they yeah. do a bit with the wives, but they would just be there, and it, that you know I, that annoyed some fans. I think and sure, it wasn't sure. her fault. No, no, no absolutely, you know, absolutely absolutely wasn't. Uh, yeah, the, the funnest. I always used to love going on Ferguson. I saw Craig, Craig a couple of weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, just another was, crazy Scotsman. I was. <laughs> um, we, I flew back to London from Montreal. Yeah. from the Formula E race, and I get on the plane and. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, and it was like a reunion. Yeah. Nice. He, he, yeah, he was brilliant. That show never got enough credit because no. he's a funny f- guy. Funny man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, uh, the first time I went on there was when I'd, I'd done the NASCAR deal. I couldn't tell anybody I'd done the NASCAR right. deal because okay. of contractual obligations yeah. and all this 
crap. <laughs> and he kept badgering me during the interview. And I, was, I did a really, if I don't say so myself, a great job of sort of fending it off. And, yeah. and at the end of it, the lights go down and the audience, and he leans in and he goes, you're a real canny wee bastard, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Wanted to scoop him. Yeah, that was funny. Nice. Every, uh, every champ car driver raves about how awesome the champ cars were. Talk us through like a lap at Road America in a champ car. I have my 99 one at home. Do you really? I'm trying to persuade the guys at Honda to give me a live grenade for it. Can you <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to persuade Chip to lend me the 2010 winner that right. sits in reception too, but yeah. I don't think that's going to happen because I asked him for a road course kit for it too. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, because it, it runs. Oh, right. Yeah. And he's like, why do you want that? I was like, well, just I want to take it to Knock mm. Hill. Yeah. There you go. No. Yeah. Um, they were, oh my God, I mean, Road America. Yeah. I've still got the lap record at Road America. Yeah, that's why I asked about <laughs> that track. Yeah. yeah. They're getting closer though. Um, I mean, they were a thousand horsepower yeah. at the time. And you would, they would never stop accelerating. Yeah. They just would. And they just kept pulling. And the, the soft firestones. Yeah. They were great, those tires. And it was just how brave did you want to be? Just incredible. They, they physically, they, I mean, they, they, they these cars actually are quicker mid corner. The current generation are yeah. faster mid corner, right. but those for sheer just dear God, you know, from the driving seat, th those couldn't be beaten. Yeah. Um, I, I remember that I drove the Jaguar F1 car, got in the straight at Silver, something this thing screaming away, and I get to about 160 miles an hour and it just stops. I'm like, yeah. Huh, okay. <coughs> yeah, it changed direction amazingly and yeah, all sure. that. Just not quite as good as any other car in the grid. But <laughs> it's, um, Did you mention that? Did I, I mention that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, the first time I drove a, a champ car at Homestead Road Course. Have you run Homestead Road yep, Course? Yep, crashed that one. Come out, yep. yep. <laughs> Me too. Um, come out of uh, the DTM car with power steering and all that. And I was built to drive a DTM car at that point I had trained I had no like muscle it was all just like yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> like a uh, anorexic model just an ugly one and um, <laughs> I got we come through that turn five and then the, there's a long right hander yeah. and you'd have to take your hand off the wheel sequential box yeah. you have to take your hand off the wheel to shift and I couldn't because if you let go of the wheel if I let go of the wheel it's going to yeah, crash right. and then I get in the straight line and I shift and when the, every time I would shift, the car would wander across the track because I couldn't hold it in Just a straight it. line yeah. with one arm. Yeah. Oh, God, that was... Yeah. So fast. <laughs> and around a street course, yeah. somewhere like Toronto, it was just... Oh, God, that was awesome. Yeah. On cold tires, trying to get it to hook up. It was fantastic. Yeah. Got to pick up those quarters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm not going to do this. With the current body kit that's coming do you think that's uh it's going to make the racing a bit more exciting or is it just another attempt at something no i think it will yeah um this last one was really ill-advised yeah I, I understand what they were trying to achieve but to open up those areas to make them free they had no idea what what levels of downforce these manufacturers were going to produce sure yeah. and they became ridiculous these yeah. like Wings on wings on wings. Upon wings upon wings upon. And then they said, oh, well, they're actually they're, they're breaking suspension. Yeah. There's yeah. talk of breaking wheels. <laughs> yeah. 
And it was like, no, this is silly. Yeah. So then they took the tunnels away. Right. And then, so therefore, you can't get within 100 miles of the car in front. Yeah. yeah. So this new one's got big tunnels, which yeah. puts the center pressure back in the middle of the car. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's going to make it, uh, I think, a lot more racy. They look better. Yeah. yeah. And the wheel guards were brought in for the right reason, but they never did the job. Yeah. yeah. And they're hideous. Yeah. So, awful. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I think yeah. it's a good, uh, a big compromise. You think IndyCar is in a good place right now? It's not bad. The Would I we were just saying that this weekend's crowd didn't seem to be didn't seem to match very, very good. Yeah. Because uh, we do a lot of the World Challenge races yeah. together. Mid Ohio is the most people I've seen at Mid Ohio in like 15 years. I thought Mid Ohio, yeah. Road America was really was good. good. Yeah, Road yeah. America was yeah. looked good. I thought this weekend was wasn't bad. Uh, I, I honestly I thought I would disagree. Yeah. Yeah. You think? But yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, I, when I sat and looked from the timing stand, is that down the back? Oh, the back I thought that's not bad. Yeah. And then I saw that behind the pits looked okay. Yeah, right. it, it, when when IndyCar kind of came back to Sonoma, let's say ten years yeah. ago, I mean, people it drew a crowd. Yeah. People were very interested yeah. in it. And I mean, as anything that's new, it's gonna it's gonna sure, dip off sure. a little bit. But I would argue. Yeah. Yeah. No. The the, the S's in turn seven. The, no, it's way down no, from where it was. The, the, the big challenge just now is TV. Yeah, TV numbers, sponsor sure. dollars, for sure. Right. Because they've got to make sense. And how do you navigate with the changing world? Yeah. yeah. And we're fighting a very different automotive culture. Right. Yeah. How 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 are they going <coughs> to do that? Um, I think the, the the teams are. I would like to see more young owners come in. Mm -hmm. Um, because you're, you're relying so heavily on Roger, yeah, Chip, yeah, Michael. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you want to see these these guys coming in and succeeding. Yeah. Um, but again, it comes. You've got to make that make it. It's got to make sense financially for the sponsor. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. was lucky. Dixon and I have this conversation sometimes. It's like, oh, were we lucky or were we lucky? Yeah, yeah. In, in our timing, and yeah. you know, would you rather be at this point of your career or at the start? And yeah, we sort yeah, of yeah. looking, jeez, right? Yeah. I mean, if you, because uh, it's not like you came from a super wealthy background. If you try to get into open wheel racing today, how do you think the path would have gone? I, I, I don't see how there is a path for me yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in that point. I was so lucky that, I mean, literally my parents remortgaged the house the first year to pay for my my first year in cars. And I won the championship. Jackie Stewart went, test, they tested me and he yeah. went, yeah. yeah. He said, you, you drive the car, I'll find the money. And we did a future earnings deal where I paid back the money. Right. Oh, no kidding. Um, yeah, word to the wise guys, if you do a future earnings deal, do not show up at said person's <laughs> workshop in a new Ferrari when you haven't paid back all the money yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to write should that. meet Mike Shank. Just yeah, going yeah, to write, write that down real <laughs> quick. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the only way. Yeah. And then I was lucky Mercedes. I was, you know, fortunate. Yeah, I did the job in the car, but yeah. I was really fortunate. And I just, I don't think now that the drivers get the chance very much. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're with the NSX program, with, with Acura. Yeah. How rare is that now? Oh, no. Yeah. I, like, I assume that that seat should go to the guy that can't get the Indy car right. You yeah. know what I mean? I came from sports cars. So to climb up is very... You know, they're unheard of. But the yeah. fact, it, yeah. and I'm not blowing smoke up your arse no, here. No. You got the drive on merit. Yep. It's it's unusual now. Well, I just got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. That's, we talk about it Jeez. a lot actually, and it's uh, it, especially open wheel. You know, with a million different classes that you can run in this country, there's yeah. so many options, and it's hard to know who's the best series to be in. Yeah. I think that actually kind of hurts the 
right way to go as well. Yeah. Yep. Fortunately, Agreed. Honda has this new F4 chassis that is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. They sold 50 of them. It has this stock Civic engine in it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it does. How close do you follow the junior categories these days? Not as closely sure. as I did. Yeah. Um, but I still, it's part, uh, part of my job now is really to keep uh, an eye on what's going on and who's yeah. the is there a commerce. Is there a kid that you think kind of gets it more than others right now? I, mean, I think Askew's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's fair. I saw him race Silverstone, I think, last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, even then, I thought, hmm, yeah. yeah. What Jeremy Shaw does. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. We theoretically have him this year. Yeah. So. Badass, yeah, yeah. He's you know, the man. and um, he's the man. He really is. The uh, I'm a little biased here because I've known him since he was really young. It's Colton Herta. Oh yeah, yeah. I sure. raced against uh, him last year at uh, Thunder Hill, 25 hour. Yeah, he's in a P2 car or whatever. Right, yeah, but he's a superstar, and he's t driving with Colin Brown, who's been a long time prototype driver, and yeah. he had the fast lap of that car for the weekend. Pretty, pretty impressive. He, I mean, he needs a, ne a year or two, I think. Sure. Not, certainly another year. Just to sort of get that. But I mean, right out of the box, out. he was winning, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. to so. kind of not make those mistakes that he they made a mistake at Indy, that yep. kind of stuff. But the speed's there. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you'll get to see more of his personality. He's a little. He's not cool. To, he's. Uh, he is a funny, funny guy, and yeah. I'd love to see his personality. It's cool. More. Sure. Um, when he's doing interviews and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he's. Right. I think he's a really good one for the future. For sure. So our next guest uh, will be Dr. Jerry Punch. If I believe uh, it's Jerry Lee Punch, actually. Pardon Ooh. me. Wow. Ooh. I believe, right. I believe his, he is, is actually. It? Okay. What Based is he a, on. What is he a doctor of? Uh, he has a, he's an emergency surgeon, I think, by trade. But he's been a head of medicine. He's also, uh, he actually has a degree in zoology. You're making that up. No, it's dead serious. Yeah, but then he, he went to medical school and he was an ER doctor. So he ran emergency yeah, so rooms for. I wish so you guys could I guess see my face right now. I've literally got <laughs> to pick my. <laughs> yeah. And he was in Days of Thunder. Yes, yes he was. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. consulted on the he film. Cold trickle. Yeah. 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 Wow. My question for him, I guess, is I wanted to know what is he a doctor of, but. Yeah. I mean. It's got to be something about Days of Thunder, doesn't it? I mean, he covered NASCAR for so yeah. long, covered IndyCar, but he was in Days of Thunder. What I'd like to know what it was like to make, to be involved in the making and, the, and, and being a consultant in that movie. Because, uh, yeah, when I first met, I was like, oh, there's that guy from... <laughs> <laughs> another, that, another great documentary. Is that, your, is that your yeah. racing movie? Is that what you taught you how to drive? You go all the way down on the gas? I should have watched that. Shift to fourth. Shift to fourth. I should have watched that before 2008. Yeah, yeah. I think I screwed <laughs> up on that one. Um, my racing movie, I mean, I love, I love Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah of course. I love Le Mans. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just, yeah. Fair enough. They're 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 great. I mean, okay, yeah, you're not gonna, you know, the scripts aren't gonna win any awards, but <laughs> you don't have to show us or tell us what the text is. Who's the dirtiest texter you've got that sends you the worst jokes, most inappropriate? You're Tony Kanan. Yeah, there Tony Kanan. Yeah, Tony yeah, Kanan. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. I don't know where he gets it from. <laughs> of just finding things that you should never see. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. we've got this group. A group text of like Dixon or myself, yeah, yeah. Uh, Barry Wands or Scott Harner. Yeah. And it's just like, what crap can he come up with that yeah. day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's too much time on his hands. He's just. He's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm speechless on that one. He's, uh, yeah, Tony Kanan, no doubt. No question. Okay. There it is. Fair enough. Uh, I hope this wasn't too painful for you. It was fun. I mean, maybe next time we'll get Taco Bell. Hopefully, I haven't offended anybody. 
Actually, I don't care. Oh, wait till Willie T. Oh, do you know Willie T. Ribs at all? I know Willie. Yeah, you got any stories about him? No, apparently he's an amazing shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And his kid's yeah, like yeah. a competitive right? kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Willie T. is, um, yeah. We're We've had a couple phone calls with him so far. We're really excited about him. Don't so piss him off because he will shoot you with that. Right. That's anyway, yeah. yeah, he'll punch you. Yeah, yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. How did he fit in an Indy car? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair question. Especially those things because they're, yeah. Yeah, those were the days. I think back then they just like folded it around you because it was aluminum. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Out, yeah. <laughs> the problem was it did fold around you, didn't it? Yeah. Cool. But we're excited. Anyway. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Dario, thanks for coming. Hi, my pleasure. Thank you. That was fun. Continental's got the check. Ta-da. Meow, 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 meow. I'm finished. Holy crap. Dario Franchitti to kick off season number three. Hope you enjoyed. Hey, quick shout out to a couple of guys who submitted. As many of you know, we had a huge guest submission process for your, your favorite folks. Uh, we had two guys actually recommend Dario, Keith Rice and Mike Bridges. So hope you enjoyed that in particular. And since this is our uh, first episode of season three, there's a few people I want to make sure get get full credit for the remaining series of episodes you're going to hear. Obviously, many of you have had uh, email exchanges with Natasha, who's been a huge help. Uh, Richard Poole, who's also been uh, pretty helpful with this process. But uh, in particular, I also really, really want to call out um, Sherry Herman, of course, with Continental, who, who's been a big part of, of the series from the beginning. Uh, but also my business partner, Jason Medbury, who's had to deal with a lot of stuff uh, beyond Dinner with Racers, since this has been such a preoccupying project. Uh, and then a huge, huge, huge shout out to Josh Fahey, who uh, uh, behind the scenes has been a really, really big part of making a lot of things move around this season to, to make it all work. So thank you. Thank you to Josh and Jason, Natasha, Richard, Sherry, and everybody else. Speaking of helpful people, uh, you'll hear me say this later, but one of the best PR people in the business is a driver uh, by the name of Patrick Long. And uh, when Dario walked into the restaurant, uh, uh, he was wearing a Luftgekult shirt, which is an event that uh, Pat puts on every year. Um, of all the bands submitted, actually, Pat had a suggestion uh, named Desure. And uh, in honor of the Luftgekult shirt that Dari was wearing, we're going to lead off season three with Pat's band named Desure. Uh, I was able to find him on iTunes. Check him out. D as in dog, E-S-U-R-E. Here's a track called Stranded Sun.
Just like the same. 